Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this New Year's edition of For Your Game. We are just a couple weeks into the new season, and it's very important to set those New Year's goals for 2021. So, best person I know to bring in to clean out that cluttered attic, renowned sports psychologist, resident sports psychologist for the Ledbetter Golf Academy, and our dear friend, Dr. Bob Winters. Hello, Dr. Bob. Holly G., Happy New Year. It's nice to be in 2021. And it's great to be back on your program. I'm going to talk to you about, you know, if I'm sitting, like we all do, make New Year's resolutions for the new year, and, you know, I'm thinking about my golf game, uh, okay, maybe more time on the practice range, a little more time on my putting, but, you know, those are all goals geared toward the physical side of the game. And we know the hardest thing in golf is the six inches between our ears, keeping our focus, not being anxious, uh, not falling apart when we make a double bogey. Give my listeners some ideas of how you would approach uh, mental goals for 2021. Well, first of all, let's just make sure we understand when we're talking about goal setting. Goal setting is perhaps one of the most researched topics in all of psychology and especially sports psychology. We know one thing about goal setting, that goal setting does work. But a lot of people don't like to set goals, and the reason they don't like to set goals is because they don't stick to their goals. So when we have New Year's resolutions, everyone has new commitments, uh, they always seem to sort of fizzle out after a couple of weeks because people aren't adherent, they aren't compliant, they don't do what they say they're going to do, and they sort of lose steam. So the old saying is, if it is to be, it has to begin and end with me. So let's take a look at, you know, something what we call goals. We have all sorts of goals. But for me, what would be a great goal to achieve in the year 2021? And it's funny because I was talking to a great LPGA player the other day in one of our wonderful courses here in Orlando. And I told her, I said, I wish for you all great things, a lot of success this year. And she looked at me and she said, Dr. Bob, she goes, here's what I want to start with first and foremost. I just want to have a happy year. I just want to be happy and enjoy my time on the golf course. Now, here's a player that's been, you know, well-established. I won't give her name. But, you know, if I said it, everybody go, really? I mean, that was her goal. Yeah, it was a very simple goal. But it was more of a personal rather than a professional goal. Because I think sometimes when we go out with just a passion for playing the game and enjoy it, we tend to see great results come to us. It isn't like we have to have a goal of shooting a score or have this goal of saying, I have to reduce my handicap by five shots. So I always talk about the goal being an acronym is that it is a grand opportunity that we attain a little bit at a time. Like we say, play one shot at a time. We can reach our goals a little bit you know, each day, you know, one day at a time. And so when we talk about goals, we have 
short-term goals, we have immediate goals, we have mid-term, and then we have long-term goals. And, and I'll, I'll talk about those a little bit. Say for practice, we have some practice goals. What is it that you want to accomplish in this practice session? Say you have one hour. What is it that you really want to accomplish in this one hour? And if you really sort of budget your time well, you can get a lot done in one hour, but just say you want to do one thing. And say that you really want to work on just, you know, really making a nice, smooth takeaway with your swing. And let's say it's something physical. But that creates movement competence. And if you work on that one thing right today, that immediate goal, the short-term goal at the end of the week is, I've really made a nice transition. I've made a nice, smooth uh, move away, take away on my swing. And it's really created a nice domino effect for the rest of my swing. Now, we know that in motor learning, motor development, and sports psychology, is that you can actually just sort of chunk, you know, these learning cues up into little segments. And they all sort of run together like a domino that actually falls, you know, one over into another. They all have synchrony. So that's sort of how an Immediate can turn into a short-term, into a mid-term goal. And then, really, your long-term goal is, I, I just really want to you know, swing it so much better this year than I did last year. If you're talking about a physical dimension, now, let's talk about a mental goal. Uh, a mental goal could be saying, okay, I just really want to step into every shot today, tomorrow, and the rest of the year with a great success plan. Every time I step into a shot, I want to make absolutely sure that I'm clear of my decision, I see my shot, and then I do not, you know, hit the shot until I know I'm ready. Now, that's just a mental goal that everyone, and I mean everyone, whether you're a scratch player or a 25 handicap, you have control over that. So just creating those like little simple goals and doing it one shot at a time and creating some really good dominant habits, you can have a great goal, a grand goal at the end of 2021, and hopefully the whole season you will have played some great golf. You just touched on something, Dr. Bob. You know, we often hear the caddies on tour or caddies in general talk to their players and say, commit to the shot. You know, they'll give them the club and say, commit to the shot. And, you know, sometimes we don't have a caddy with us. Most of the time we don't, other than the little voice in our heads, which is not always so nice. Uh, you know, I call him Mr. Doubtfire. And, you know, I've picked a club and I'm in my head going, is it a six? Is it a seven? I got so much chatter going on. Um, how... You know, for, for average golfers, how do we commit to the shot and improve well, that? Well, let's talk about the word commit. I mean, when you go to any dictionary, whether it's a Merriam-Webster or a Oxford dictionary, commit means a plan of action. It means a pledge or a promise that you're going to keep to yourself. So when you commit to someone in a relationship, you're committing to that person exclusively. So when we say commit to the shot, really what are we talking about? It means we're committing to a lot of things, Holly. First of all, we're committing to a plan. 
We're going to have a plan. This is what I'm going to do with this shot. We're also committing to this is how I see it, and this is the feel I'm going to rehearse so I can step into the ball and really commit to a feel, a swinging motion, so I can hit that ball to that shot. Then I'm going to commit to the club I'm going to hit, and most importantly, and this is really the golden secret of golf, is that you're going to commit 100%. You are all in. You can't commit to a shot just a little bit. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to try and hit it up there. I'm going to try and make this putt. Try is a very weak motivational term. When you commit to a shot, you're really saying, I commit, I'm decisive, and I'm going to allow myself to trust my abilities and know that my shot will take care of itself. So commitment is a private commitment you have with yourself, your ball, and your target. And so when you totally commit, wow, you give yourself the very best chance of hitting that good shot in that single moment as well as you can. So that's really what it means to commit. And most people, they hear the words, but they don't know what it really means to commit. You remind me of uh, a guy I used to play golf with, um, and he was a, a, a great player, scratch golfer, had about eight hole-in-ones. And I used to kid him. I said, Art, you're, you know, you're, you're using up all the hole-in-ones for the rest of us. And he looked at me. We were on a par three. And he said, Holly, what do you think about when you get on to a par three? And I said, when I'm setting up my shot, I think about, this was when I was a younger player, hitting it close. And he said, I think about hitting it in the hole. And it was one of those aha moments for me in terms of really wiring my brain and thinking very carefully about when I am committing to a shot. Haven't had a hole in one, Dr. Bob, but I've had a lot of them circle the cup since then. Well, and I think that's the whole point about, you know, committing to the shot and really uh, and really understanding a very basic uh, assumption is what are you trying to do with the shot in the first place? Are you just trying to hit it out there somewhere? No, you want to hit it to a very specific target. And that's the flag stick, which is actually centered over the ultimate target, which is the hole. I remember years ago when they used to have the skins game with Lee Trevino, Tom Watson, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicklaus. And I remember Lee Trevino got up on a hole. And he actually, it was like for about $250,000. And back in the early 80s, I mean, that was a lot of money. And the Skins game was new to television. It's a and big Trevino, deal. Yeah, and Trevino stepped up there and made the shot. And, and everybody was whooping and hollering. And, and then Trevino said something to the cameraman. He goes, well, hey, don't be so surprised. He goes, that was my intention. That's what I'm aiming at. That's what I'm trying to do. And and I've always, you know, sort of wondered at that, is that, you know, can we get our minds into the target that we think we're actually going to make every shot? I've worked with, you know, several players who have this sort of mentality, and they get a little bit upset 
if they're 15, 20, 30 feet from the hole, you know, especially with, you know, the shorter irons where the dispersion pattern's pretty tight around the bend. But, you know, if you just have that, you have that mentality that you're going to make, you know, a, a hole-in-one or you're going to knock a close, I mean, what your visual system is giving you is giving you a very specific signal to say, okay, here's where I want the ball to go. And I've always told my students, and I'll tell our listening audience here on the Golf Insiders for your game, you know, people, is that if you fall in love with your target visually, and then you actually sort of viscerally, you know, get involved, become engaged with your target. So we talk about, you know, we love someone, we become engaged, we have become absorbed in them. You absorb the target, you become one with the target, and you swing know to your target and before long you start pulling your ball out of that hole and you go huh that seemed pretty simple and that's where simplicity is just beautiful because you see the target you swing the club the ball goes to the target yeah that's fantastic um something else i want to talk about is recovering from bad shots recovering from a bad hole. You've just had a triple bogey. God forbid you've had a quad. And the most mentally tough guy probably in the game, Tiger Woods, we watched have a 10 on number 12, the par 3, on Sunday at the Masters in November. And what did Tiger do? He went on to birdie five out of six of the next holes. He'd never done that before and came, finished that round, right, you know, on a very positive note. Um, Talk about that. Talk about how we recover, because I know my mind goes to some dark places beating myself up when I have a bad hole. Well, the difference between someone like Tiger Woods or even someone like Joe Jackson, who's, I'm just making up, you know, a, a fictitious name here, is that What they do differently than maybe 99.9% of all golfers is that they put closure on a shot and then on a hole or a a disastrous event. They can actually compartmentalize, park it, and then walk away from it. And they don't take their trash with them to the next shot. And what they do, they use that shot as a stimulus You know, and they kick themselves in the pants or give themselves a little pep talk to say, I'm going to start with one, and I'm going to move forward from this spot, and I'm going to be, you know, invigorated, uh, renewed with fresh vigor and enthusiasm, and I'm going to actually play the way I know I can play. Sometimes I know that a lot of us, we play our best when we get a little bit upset. We like, and we kind of kick ourselves in the pants and we tell ourselves, hey, I'm better than this. And what that means is we actually just sort of start having sort of this hormonal change. We've actually been filled with cortisol and dread and adrenaline. And what happens, we get a little bit of testosterone, a little bit of serotonin, oxytocin. We get, you know, some different chemicals moving. And the moment that you change 
your mind, you change your game, and that's like one of my trademarks. And that's the whole point that Tiger Woods, and we all have that capability to do. But, you know, most of us have to remember we're not garbage collectors. We are golfers. We have to put down. We have to put down the garbage. Put the trash can down. Put the scorecard down, and start fresh. Because the most important number in golf is one. It's the shot that's coming up. And if you can play one shot at a time and move forward, you can actually be very Tiger-like. And Tiger did. He birdied five out of the next six holes, and he convinced himself, "Hey." This is what I can do. And he didn't let a disastrous hole, a 10, I mean, a 10, double digits. Tiger Woods, uh, a 10. Affect him. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, Tiger had a perfect 10. Okay, so he had a perfect 10 that hole. He puts it behind him, and then he goes on and reels off, you know, a lot of great shots. So everyone has the capability to do that. But you cannot take the past with you into the present moment because here's something. You'll never get, you know, any of those shots back. Back does not exist in the world of golf. All you have is now. And if you can just keep yourself focused in the now, you can give yourself some, some pretty good power package to play some pretty good golf the rest of the day. I like that idea of park it. I'm going to use that as a verbal trigger. And then I know you... You like the idea and recommend, Dr. Bob, putting a rubber band around your wrist. I think I need one that's about six inches wide. But, you know, just to, you know, just ping yourself with that rubber band if you need a little uh, physical cue. Well, yeah, that's what we call a cognitive behavioral cue. You have the little rubber band, and, you know, and really what happens, you start thinking about score. You start thinking about all the what if, you know, what has happened, all the bad stuff. You just take that rubber band, and you pull it about four or five inches and snap that thing. What it does, it reminds you, hey, that's history. That's a done deal. Let's move forward. Let's get into this shot. You know, we can't recover anything. All we have is this shot moving forward. And it's just a nice little reminder. I've had so many players snap the rubber band. I mean, it's been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of players at all levels have been snapping these rubber bands. And a lot of people go, gee, you know, I see you've seen Dr. Winters. Because it's been one of the best teaching tools mentally and emotionally that I've found because it's just a self-recognition awareness tool. And when we find that we're going south, we need to stop. It's called thought stoppage in sports psychology. You replace it with, you know, a more rational, positive thought, purposeful thought, and get yourself moving in a different direction. Well, I love it, Dr. Bob, and I can't wait to uh, get my game moving in a new direction for 2021. And how do my listeners get in touch with you if they're interested in changing their mind so they can change their game and take it to the next level? Well, you know, there's, you know, the website, drbobwinters.com. That's drbobwinters.com. And there's, you know, contact information for me there. And so they can get a hold of me. And it's got all my phone numbers there at that website. Plus, I have another website, theconfidencedoctor.com. And the same thing right there, theconfidencedoctor. Doctor is all one word, theconfidencedoctor.com. Pretty simple, and people can get a hold of me. 
And like you and I have always talked about, uh, you know, motivated students are the people that we love to see, and I always love to hear from them. Absolutely. Dr. Bob Winters, we love spending time with you, and we're wishing everybody success in their game in 2021. Thank you.